You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Holy heck. I'm sorry. I got a new microphone. I don't know how to act. I feel like I'm reliving my little singing competition stage performer little girl fantasy. And I'm trying to figure out whether or not I should add the little poof ball to the microphone. If any of you know what the poof ball is actually called, let me know. Um, I think it's in this box. Yes. This is the poof ball. Let's see if I can add it. So, episode seven, what the heck, we're almost to one of my favorite numbers, number 10, if that's your lucky number, we're in sync, I feel you, um, wow, episode seven, I can't believe that, um, no one has shut me down yet, (laughs) I have had strep for the past week, I have been down for the count, I feel like I still sound pretty bad, but this raspy voice is like hot to me. So I think I might just stop taking my medication (laughs) and I might, (coughs) I might end up going into a coughing fit multiple times throughout this episode, but listen, work's got to be done. Um, I am kind of afraid about how good this microphone is because I feel like every time I swallow, you're going to hear it. Um, So we'll work on that, but... I'm really excited for today's episode because I feel like it came at a perfect time. When I am kind of down for the count and I'm sick, I get into like a depressive state a lot of times, even when it's not as full-blown as like, you know, actually having strep or having whatever, even just like being sick and not feeling good all the time. Um, Those of you that know me well know that my health is like all over the place constantly. I'm constantly sick with something. So I get into like these bouts of like depression because of the fact that I never actually feel good. I feel good mentally, but like my body doesn't feel good. Like I never have energy. I don't sleep good. Um, I'm blowing my nose and sneezing and coughing all day long and it just gets really exhausting, like not feeling good. So um, I want to talk about willpower and motivation because for me, I feel like I also am a culprit of extending me not feeling well because of the fact that I get caught up in that depressiveness and that lack of willpower and motivation to get myself back into doing something. So if you guys thought I've been giving you tough love beforehand, you better strap down. So there's a lot of different ways that people can look at stuff like willpower and motivation. 
I feel like a lot of people think that willpower, you know, if I was to say what comes to your mind right away when you hear willpower, I think people would associate it with food. Like, wow, you have so much willpower for not eating that cake when everybody else is eating that cake. Instead, you are eating carrots and whatever the fuck. Willpower is not just something that you can use of benefit when it comes to situations like that. Willpower is the way that you work towards the things that you want to accomplish. That's why I want to put together willpower and motivation. Motivation is that little driver inside of you that's found in order to accomplish something. So between your willpower and your motivation, that is how you get things done. For me, I have a hard time with decision making. Ask anybody that knows me, I am the worst decision maker. Mostly, you can literally ask him. Every time he says, what do you wanna watch? I say, I don't know. (laughs) Every time he says, what do you wanna eat? I say, I don't know. When he asks me what time I want to go to bed, I don't know. What are you doing tomorrow? I don't know. And it's not because I have no idea what the fuck is ever going on. It's because decisions make me anxious. I don't sometimes know what exactly would be the best decision for me. I don't know the answer to, you know, situations. And for me, it's better for me to just say, you pick over me deciding and then, you know, what if that person's not happy? And then if I, you know, if I pick this and it's not the right choice and whatever, that anxiety of making the wrong decision affects me. But at the same time, I feel like I suffer from decision fatigue, which is why I am horrible at making decisions. So some people don't believe in the idea of decision fatigue. And if you've never heard of decision fatigue before, it's basically the idea that after you make so many decisions, your ability to make more decisions throughout the day um, becomes worse. Um, Overall, it's something that, you know, the more decisions that you have to make, the more fatigue you develop and it becomes more difficult to find the answers to things, make decisions, and then ultimately feel okay with your decisions. So... For me, I like to use the example of, you know, you get up in the morning, you don't necessarily have anywhere to be, but you can choose what you want to do. So say you get out of bed in the morning and you're faced with the choice of either, I don't know, going for a walk or sitting down and watching your favorite TV show. So, you know, you make the choice to uh, put on your sneakers and whatever you wear when you go on a walk and you go on a walk. Then you come back home and you are faced with the decision of what do I do next? Is it do I clean up the kitchen or do I sit down and watch that TV show I was thinking about before? If you're like me, you would probably pick just going to watch that TV show. That's kind of how willpower works. It's like it's like when it comes to, uh, you know, thinking about how much water you have left in your glass or how much fu- fuel or gas you have left in your car. As the day goes on, that gas gets used up. As the day goes on, that water goes away and it runs dry and it makes it harder for you to continue drinking or continue driving. So that was not a good pair. Don't drink and drive. Um... So I believe in the idea of decision fatigue because I feel like I get up or I used to get up in the morning and I didn't have my days planned out 
and I led myself into constantly making a decision between what I wanted to do and what I should do. And then you spend all day doing what you think you should do, that you don't do what you want to do. And then you end up doing what you want to do. And that's all you want to do the rest of the day. So the next time that you feel like you can't understand why it is that you feel burnt out just from going through your day to day, sit back and question if it's because of the fact that you're dealing with decision fatigue. So, okay, decision fatigue encompasses the whole idea of willpower and motivation. So if I have decision fatigue, what do I do to help myself? What I did, which, you know, I'm not going to say I've been cured of decision fatigue. It's not something that, it's not like, you know, body dysmorphia or something like that, that once you work on it, it goes away. It's something that you will probably still deal with in your life. But if you figure out ways to help yourself when you do realize you're in a situation that you're dealing with something like decision fatigue, you will get yourself out of it quicker. So what I did was I started to plan my days when I got in bed before I fell asleep. So I started to, first it started with just writing my stuff in my notes, then it started with texting myself, then it started with emailing myself, then it started with, um, I think I mentioned it before, the app that I have called Done, where it's basically like a checklist. Um, I kind of, you know, I changed my approach. I actually think I used to write it down too. Uh, I changed my approach of how I planned for the next day. So I like to do it when I get in bed because I think it's a good time for me to kind of like decompress, think about the day, if I had a list of things that I want to do that day, kind of reevaluate, figure out what it is I didn't finish, and then add that to my list for the next day. For some people, making lists and doing stuff like that is overwhelming. So again, this is stuff that worked for me. If it's something that doesn't work for you, let me know and we can figure out something that will work better for you. Um, or at least I'll try to. So... I made those lists, I get in bed, decompress, get in bed like I'm ready about to fall asleep, and I think about what it is that I wanna do tomorrow from when I get up to just what I wanna accomplish for the day. I don't sit there and I'm like, okay, by three o'clock, self-loathing, and this, and world hunger, and I don't sit there and do that. It's more so, I just write out things I wanna get done. I don't say, okay, by 12 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. It's different if I have appointments in between the day, obviously, then I'll put those times, but, If on my list for tomorrow, I want to make sure that I straighten up the kitchen, I'm not going to say straighten up the kitchen by two o'clock, okay? So what did I do? What did my plans look like? One, I identified what is a, you know, a plan that is actually obtainable, easily obtainable, like straightening up the kitchen table versus cleaning the whole downstairs. And I think I've talked about this previously before too, but There is so much importance when it comes to, I don't know why I just said importance like that. So much importance, it's this microphone, it's doing something to me. Um, There's so much importance in making sure that when you identify goals for yourself that they're actual obtainable goals. It's great to dream big. It's great to have things that you wanna do and you know things you wanna work towards and aspirations. It's great to have all of that, but we're talking about in the right now. We're not talking about in five years, I wanna have this much money saved, I wanna buy a house, I wanna, what, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the right now. The right, right, right now. And the tomorrow, not the week. So for me, my list looks something like, get up. And I would write get up. (laughs) 
Because for me, that was a good starting point. I would write, get up, go to the gym, come home and have lunch, straighten up downstairs, put my clothes away, throw in more laundry, clean out the buns cages, work on certain assignment, make dinner, go to bed. I would say it's all pretty obtainable. And again, those lists look different depending on the day. If it was a day where I had four doctor's appointments back to back and then I had class at four o'clock. No, that's not what my day's gonna look like. That day may look more like get up, go to the gym, you know, hit Target for groceries. Um, I don't know, go to doctor's appointments, come home, class, dinner, that type of thing. You have to figure out what works for you. What works for me is not gonna work for you. It may, but I'm not gonna sit here and say this is the exact way you should do it. Figure out what it is in your day that you wanna pinpoint and work from there. Next step, I wanna talk about the decisions that are being made. So again, we go back to decision fatigue. We go back to my example as far as picking something that you should do. I like to use examples like that because One, I just love examples, if you haven't realized that by now. And it's actually really funny how many people have brought up to me that the whole nail reference from the last episode actually made sense to them. I love when I actually make sense to people and not just when I talk to myself. But, um, shit, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, we're talking about decision fatigue and my example. So my example, I purposely pick things like go on a walk versus watch the TV show that you want to watch because I think it's good to put yourself in a situation where you are doing something that either you feel that you should do for whatever reasons or the things that you want to do. Now, if I think about, let's let's put me in the example. I wake up and I want to make sure I go to the gym because I'm having trouble with my weight and I know going to the gym will help me with that. And I'm trying to find a newfound interest in going to the gym since my relationship has been struggling. Okay, that's something that will benefit me. Do I really wanna do it? No, but it'll benefit me. Or I can pick, have my coffee and sit in front of the TV and just watch my TV show and Love Island and make fun of other people and you know, do nothing but watch TV. Yes, do I wanna do it? Would it probably make me happy? Yes. But later on in the day when there's other things that I wish I got done, would it make me happy knowing that I put myself in a situation that now I'm stressing because I chose to do the thing I wanted to do? Will it make me feel better if, you know, I've been out of the gym for probably a little bit over a week because I've been sick? Will it make me feel good about I could have had the opportunity to go and spend a half hour of my day at least doing something that could potentially be helping myself Or will I feel better about making the decision to sit on the couch? I have to weigh those options. So when it comes to that whole piece of it, and I mentioned previously, willpower makes a huge, huge, huge impact on a situation like that. Granted, I put coffee in the mix, but that's another way to show that willpower does not have to do with just food. People think willpower means willpower for food, and it doesn't just mean that. Not everything is about making sure you pick the healthier over the not so healthy. Stop labeling things as healthy and non-healthy, okay? That's my rant. But 
willpower can have to do with any type of situation if you actually think about it. When you think about procrastination, what do you think gets you to not procrastinate? The willpower to do it. What do you think makes you get out of bed? The willpower to get yourself out of bed. It's applicable to a lot of different situations. And once you identify what your willpower is like and what you can do with it and how much better you feel when you actually use that willpower for things that will benefit you, it's going to change your world. So, okay, willpower is a good thing to have. Why is it going to change my world? The absence of having no willpower, aka the absence of willpower. (laughs) I don't know why I just said it like that. The absence of willpower makes it harder for us to make choices, to make hard choices. So we end up making the choice to go with the easier option. What does that mean? In my situation of the, you know, getting out of bed, I can either, let's say for me, go to the gym or I can sit on the couch and, you know, puts around on Instagram and TikTok. Okay, so I have those two options. If I have the willpower and I have not reached decision fatigue, I would probably go with the going to the gym option. If I had reached decision fatigue and I'm still, you know, I feel like I'm all over the place from the day before, I'm going to go with the one that is a no-brainer and takes no effort and takes no willpower, and I'm going to go plop my ass on the couch. So willpower is a driver that I think a lot of people don't realize is so important because I don't think a lot of people associate decision-making with willpower. I think they associate decision-making with, you know, what's the better option, but that doesn't always mean willpower. The better option for me when I'm sick is probably to relax on the couch, but when I'm not sick and I feel like it's best for me to get up and get moving, the best option would probably be to go to the gym. So I know it sounds confusing. It's not this confusing when you make a decision, but I want to discuss this because I feel like it helps with decision making and making you more mindful about the decisions you're making and the outcomes that those decisions have. That can relate to anything in life. Again, off the top of my head, let's think of a situation. If I meet somebody, um, come on, come on, pull this out of your ass. If I meet somebody and, you know, I feel like they're a good person to get to know because they're a good connection, but, you know, I'm not really in the mood to socialize today. The willpower within me says, yeah, I probably should connect with them because it could be beneficial to me. It could be beneficial to my career or my business, whoever this person is. Engaging with them is probably the best decision. But I've had a long day. I had to decide on what I was going to do because I got thrown off this morning. I did a bunch of stuff that, you know, made me not really feel like doing anything. I kind of sat around after that. Supposed to go to the gym. I decided not to go to the gym. I was supposed to do some stuff for my homework. I didn't really feel like it. So I'm at the point in my day where, you know, it's kind of a no brainer that why would I engage with this person? Because I've made so many decisions today. I don't feel like thinking, and my mind says, nah. If I had that willpower, if I found that willpower, I could probably push through and have a conversation with this person. It's not that difficult. I can introduce myself and exchange numbers. It's not that difficult. But instead, it's easier for me to just stay quiet and keep to myself, so I went with the easier option. In the end, what benefit is that going to have for me? 
what's the benefit of staying quiet in that situation? Yeah, you can go into the whole, oh, you know, what if that person didn't want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. But in in a short sense, what is the benefit of me not having had connected with that person? There is none. All I did was put myself in the exact same place that I was when I could have done something to enhance something. My business, my career, my relationship, whatever it may be. Let's pretend this person is a is a very popular person that if you connected with them, you'd be golden for stuff with marketing and your business and stuff like that. Let's pretend that that's the kind of person. If I decided that I didn't have it in me, how would that benefit me? It wouldn't. I'd be right exactly where I am. So the next time that you think that you can't decide on something, find that willpower and see if you found that willpower and I did this other decision, the one that I'm stuck, you know, I'm stuck between this one and another one. If I found the willpower to do that other one, how would that benefit me? Now, granted, this is not going to apply to every single situation. When your boyfriend asks you, what do you want for dinner? And you say, I don't know. It doesn't mean the world is going to end because you didn't tell him I want sushi. You know what I mean? It doesn't apply to everything. But my point is, we're talking about mental health in this podcast. We're talking about, you know, self-discovery. We're talking about what can help us in our lives to be better people, to understand ourselves better. This is something that will help you to understand yourself better and could potentially open you up to better opportunities. Understanding what it means to have willpower, tied in with what it means to have motivation, while also being aware of decision fatigue, it'll help you in the majority, I'll say majority, of the situations that you will go through in your life. And ever since I have become more aware of those things, I've definitely seen a difference for myself. And I don't hit decision fatigue as easily because I use that whole process of going through, if I found a little bit of motivation, if I found a little bit of willpower, I could do it. So why don't I just do it? It's gonna benefit me. So why don't I just do it? A little bit of willpower can go a really long way. A little bit of motivation can go a really long way. So simply put, what did we learn here today? We learned that willpower and motivation play a key role in your mental health. We learned that division. <laughs> we learned that decision fatigue is a real thing. I'm gonna keep this in there because I feel like it's me. Like this is just me. I'm gonna keep it in there. I was gonna take it out, but I'm gonna keep it in there. Decision fatigue is a real thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. Decision fatigue is a thing. This is not something where I think, oh, I believe in it, so it's okay if you don't. Decision fatigue is a thing. I don't care if you don't want to call it that. It is a thing. Everybody gets tired of having to make a choice. So what do we do to limit how many choices we have to make throughout our day? We plan ahead. We rely on our habits. We create routines. Doing that helps us to not fall into decision fatigue. Again, decision fatigue is not something that, I don't want to say can't be avoided, but cannot be cured. You don't get cured of decision fatigue. How you live your life and how you go about your day-to-day is how you avoid decision fatigue. 
Everybody is subject to it. It happens to everybody. Even though everybody may not know what it's called, it doesn't mean that doesn't happen to everybody. I'm sure you know somebody or have been in a situation yourself or have heard somebody else say, I don't know, I'm tired of deciding. I don't know, I'm tired of figuring it out. You would not have to figure it out in the moment if you planned ahead. Now, I'm not saying this as a tough love, get your shit together, you have to figure everything out beforehand because that's a way to live a better life. I understand that's not realistic. And I would be a hypocrite if I said that's the way I live my life. But if you find yourself struggling with things throughout your days, like for me, I struggle a lot on the days where I don't have anything to do necessarily. My day revolves around what I choose to do. But then what I choose to do means I have to make a choice, which means I'm making a decision. So it doesn't mean that every single day you have to go into your day knowing your your plan for every minute and, you know, stuff that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. You don't need to plan out your day every single, like, I don't know, every single hour or every single minute or whatever you think when I say that you need to be better about planning your day. That's not what I mean. Do it in a realistic way. Do it in a way that works for you. And again, if it doesn't work, change it. You're not submitting anything that you need to live your life like that for the rest of your life. Changes are okay. I feel like a lot of times people think that if they had to change an original idea, it means it wasn't good enough. But if you can change something, why would you not change it? If you can change it with the hopes of making it better, why would you not change it? So that's my feelings towards something like addressing decision fatigue. Now, I didn't touch a lot upon motivation because I don't think I can sit here and be like, find what motivates you. (laughs) Because I can't say I have a lot of motivation for myself right now. Again, I want to be authentic and real and transparent with you guys. And I don't want to sit down here and say, you should be doing this when I'm not even doing it. What I will say is that the more that I have been focusing on my willpower, the more my motivation has grown. Meaning, the more that I have pushed through to this, the decisions that I... I'm at the point where my throat's like giving up, so I just apologize, but I'm not... I'm not going to lose tra- track of my thought. I am at the point where I have been better at finding the motivation because I've been better about finding the willpower. I still need more motivation. There's still a shit ton of stuff that I wish I could find the motivation in myself to just do or find the motivation in myself to be consistent. To me, I look at willpower is in the moment, motivation is in the long run. If that helps you, look at it that way. The more that you work on your willpower, the better your motivation can be. That's not a statement that I'm saying, okay, clinically, it's been shown. It's something where I'm saying I've worked on my willpower and it's helped my motivation. So if you feel like you're listening to this and you're like, oh God, that's me. I struggle with the same exact things. Start with the willpower. For me, I've been getting better on my motivation because I have been being hard on myself about making the decisions that I know will benefit me over the decisions that I want to do. I want to sit my ass on the couch all day. But when it catches up with me later and I should have been doing my schoolwork that now I'm squeezing in last minute because I'm working all week, I'm going to I'm going to regret that decision. 
So if I found that in me, I found a little bit of willpower and I just said, all right, fine. I'll sit down for an hour. I'll bang it out. And then I can go sit my ass on the couch. I get the, I get to do both. But one should happen before the other. Cause for the most part, if you pick the option that you just want to do, pulling yourself away from the, I want to do to, I have to do is a lot harder than going from the, I have to do to rewarding yourself with the, I want to do. So I hope this is helpful. I hope I can come on here and spew you a bunch of shit about motivation when I find more of it. Um, if anybody knows where to find fucking motivation, let me know. I will share it with all of you. All I will say is that a big driver for me overall has just been that I want to feel better. I talked about it in the beginning of the episode. I've probably talked about it in previous episodes. I just want to feel better. I'm happy. I'm happy overall. I may not be happy with every single aspect of my life and who I am, but I'm happy overall. And there's been a big portion of my life of the past few years that I would say I couldn't say that. So work on making yourself happy by the choices that you make. And it'll pay off. And let's work on it together. Because again, I'm going to be real on here. I'm not going to sit here and say you should be doing this if I'm not even doing it myself. Let's do it together. Let's find motivation. Let me know, you know, message me, whatever else it may be. Message me and tell me how do you find motivation to do things? Is it just sucking it up and doing it? Is it rewarding yourself? You know, I'm trying to find that balance between rewarding myself. For me, that seems to be a good way to work it. That if I finish this, then I get to do this. So, you know, if you guys have a way, let me know. I'd love to share it on here. Um, Again, I only know so much. And I'm learning. Through this whole process of working on my mental health, I am learning. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, I appreciate you. I hope you can get something out of this episode. Thank you for dealing with my sexy, raspy voice. It probably won't be here the next time. So um, if you miss it, just listen to this episode again. And um, I'm surprised I lasted this long. So see you guys in the next one. Be kind to each other.